Part Three, Chapter One of the Luggage of Life. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. The Luggage of Life by Frank W. Boren. Part Three, Chapter One The Law of the Lane who that has lived in england has not stored among his chiefest treasures his memories of the old english country lane its serpentine folds its gentle undulations its overarching oaks its delicious and fragrant hedgerows its twitter of birds its hum of insects and its glimpses of golden buttercups in the spreading fields beyond all these will haunt him till his last sun sets we have heard a great deal since of the rule of the road but the lane has a law of its own and the law of the lane is an infinitely loftier and infinitely lovelier thing than the rule of the road and that is saying much for mr g k chesterton our greatest literary acrobat notwithstanding his insatiable fondness for standing on his head says that the indescribable charm of dickens may be best summed up in one satisfying phrase used by one of his own characters my friend said mr perker's clerk to job trotter you've got the key of the street and says mr chesterton dickens himself had in the most sacred and serious sense of the term the key of the street few of us understand the street even when we step into it we step into it doubtfully as into a house or room of strangers few of us see through the shining riddle of the street the strange folk that belong to the street only the street-walker or the street-arab the nomads who generation after generation have kept their ancient secrets in the full blaze of the sun of the street at night many of us know even less the street at night is a great house locked up but dickens had if ever man had the key of the street his earth was the stones of the street his stars were the lamps of the street his hero was the man of the street he could open the inmost door of his house the door that leads into that secret passage which is lined with houses and roofed with stars yes the street is a wonderful place a place of mystery and dread but the lane is more wonderful still for the street conceals whilst the lane reveals the street is a place of secrecy the lane is a palace of song even if a man is born who like charles dickens possesses the key of the street he can at best but tell us what man is but he who reads the riddle of the lane knows what god is in the lane earth is crammed with heaven and every common bush afire with god little flower but if i could understand what you are root and all and all in all i should know what god and man is charles kingsley used to say that whenever he strolled down an english lane he felt as though everything about him every leaf and bud and flower were saying something to him and he was pained and oppressed by the feeling of his own density yes compared with the lane the street is a sordid place it has its charms but its charms are for sale it barters its beauties for gold it was from the street that bunyan caught his conception of vanity fair the lane displays its shining wares no less attractively but offers them without money and without price who has ever found quite the same satisfaction in an afternoon's shopping as we found in the old lane long ago 
the wild flowers that the lane offered us in the springtime when the long winter was past and gone the tangle of hawthorn and dog rose and convolvulus that we found there in the summer the nuts and blackberries of autumn and the redder berries with which we decked the home in winter the lane was never without its treasures and they were always freely ours there was no stint in the lane is it not lowell who tells us that bubbles we buy with a whole soul's tasking tis heaven alone that is given away tis only god may be had for the asking and then too the lane was a winding place when we were young we puzzled over its crazy progress and stupidly wished that it were straight since then we have had to do with the realities of life and we have learned by tiresome experience of their monotony that the last word in art is a graceful curve we have driven it may be along the great prairie roads of the western world roads that looking back seem to come in an unbending line from the atlantic and that looking forward seem to run in one unbending line to the foothills of the rocky mountains or we have made our weary progress along the great undeviating tracks that intersect the vast australian plains and that seem to run without a swerve from world's end to world's end and we have journeyed along the street which is called straight and our hearts have longed the while for the tortuous but romantic folds of the dear old lane at home and for our tardy preference there is a reason psychological and deeply based the road across the prairies the track across the plains the street which is called straight are untrue to life and experience they are artificial unnatural forced life is a lane it abounds in surprises it twists and doubles and curves and folds we cannot know what is just beyond we quickly lose sight of our yesterdays we are kindly compelled to take our tomorrows on trust as klingel says god broke our years to hours and days that hour by hour and day by day just going on a little way we might be able all along to keep quite strong should all the weight of life be laid across our shoulders and the future rife with woe and struggle meet us face to face at just one place we could not go our feet would stop and so god lays a little on us every day that is the law of the lane and the last song that the birds are singing in the old lane is perhaps the blithest of them all it tells us that life does not lose its romance as the years wear away it was not until we had left the lane for twenty years that we discovered its beauty we find far more pleasure in the winding path now than we did when we perspired on sultry summer afternoons beneath the weight of our baskets of nuts or buckets of blackberries we were choked with dust and tired to death and were too close to catch the lane's loveliness in its right perspective all of which is hugely significant we set out on this ramble in the excellent company of mr chesterton let us return to him mrs nickleby he says stands for a great truth which we must not forget the truth that experience is not in real life a saddening thing at all the people who have had misfortunes are generally the people who love to talk about them experience is really one of the gaieties of old age one of its dissipations mere memory becomes a kind of debauch experience may be disheartening to those who are foolish enough to try to coordinate it and to draw deductions from it but to those happy souls like mrs nickleby to whom relevancy is nothing 
the whole of their past life is like an inexhaustible fairyland just as we take a rambling walk because we know that a district is beautiful so they indulge a rambling mind because they know that a whole existence is interesting a boy does not plunge into his future more romantically and at random than they plunge into their past even the folds and stretches that our tired feet have left behind them become transfigured with exquisite beauty as we press courageously on and thread the labyrinth of life's long lane the present has a lovely way of wreathing an aureole about the brows of the past and even though the present seems nothing but a dreary commonplace the future will do as much for her in god's good time he maketh everything to be beautiful in its time but it may not be the present time to-morrow we shall see the glory of to-day you always said my lane would turn wrote the lady of decoration and it has turned into a broad road burdened by cherry blossoms and wisteria it is always so the birds in the hedges on either hand are singing that we really lose nothing that is behind by pressing bravely towards what lies before all the loveliness of the lane is ours even though we have nearly reached the end grow old along with me the best is yet to be the last of life for which the first was made our times are in his hand who saith a whole i planned youth shows but half trust god see all nor be afraid end of part three chapter one the law of the lane